0: Today, I don't have one of my long intro monologues, so I just want to get right into it, getting back to the Gospel of John, chapter 10, starting in verse 11. Let's get into this. I am the Lord Jesus Christ speaking here, verse 11, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep when i read this i thought about the lord jesus christ talking about the scripture testifying of him and i i, I don't want to get into the i don't know i don't know if hyperbole is the right word i don't want to get into the situation where I'm falsely applying verses of scripture, but I do remember an instant in the book of first Samuel chapter 17, verse, uh, 34 through 36, where David said something to Saul. Now this is where David was going to challenge Goliath. Goliath had the children of Israel shook. Um, Nobody wants to go out and face him. They're afraid. David is letting Saul know, hey, I will go out and I will challenge this Philistine. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it. Out of his mouth, and when he had arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. I think. I think it's a fair assessment, not necessarily something I would debate about, but I think in that instant, that was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ laying his life on the line for his sheep. Think about it in a sense that when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified, when when he was put to death, the onlookers would think, All of the preaching he did, all of the miracles, all of the the teaching, he really risked his life for no reason at all. Probably with some thought and probably some thought, man, he risked his life and, you know, it's over. Little did they know in his death, he would be buried. He would be raised again on a third day and defeat death the grave, the devil in a similar fashion. When you think about being an onlooker and watching David going after a lion and a bear, I want you to think about that, a lion and a bear. Like that's no small task. Anybody looking at that would say, oh, this is a suicide mission. This dude is trying to get himself killed. But David was laying his life on the line for his flock unbeknownst to anyone who would have seen at the time, he was going to survive and defeat the lion. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of neat. Like I said, not something I would debate about, but I do think that was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ verse 12. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not see it The wolf coming, And leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. In many ways you could say that the the Pharisees, the high priests, the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day were just like that wolf. Yeah, they're teaching what are they teaching? And really, are they really helping the people? Is, is the things that the Pharisees and the Sadducees teaching, are they really in the people's corner? Do they really care about the people? That word uh, hireling is one who is, who is hired or who serves for wages, a mercenary, a prostitute. Interesting. Serving for wages, a venal mercenary employed for money, or other compensation. So, again, the, the religious leaders of this time, they only care about power. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the souls of the people, the truth, whether they're really helping the people or not. And, and this is what's going on. Verse 13, the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. So these people have no concern for the sheep. They're just there for their money, collect their paycheck and leave. They don't want no turmoil, want no drama. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine as the father knoweth me. Even so, I know the father. Now, you have to you have to put in context again what's being said. And this is why I say if you read through the Gospel of John, you will see that the Lord Jesus Christ is telling them the whole time exactly who he is. And you will see in their responses that they understand what he's saying. He's a hundred percent man, hundred percent God. Now let's break this down as right. So if, if I tell you, as you know, me, I know you, right. Let's say we're friends. And I tell you, as you know, me, I know you. So that means the exact way, you know, me, I know you. So we are equal. Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ said, as the father knoweth me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep. I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. And here, I believe he's talking about Gentiles, people that were not part of the traditional lineage of Abraham and the children of Israel. So he's letting them know I have other sheep and I'm going to bring into this fold. They're going to hear me. And this is going to be all one. And verse 17. Therefore, doth my father love me because I lay down my life. That I might take it again. Now, I want you to listen and again, understand that these people understand the weight of what he's saying. And that's going to be borne out in what they attempt to do after this, after what he says. They understood. They got it. Therefore, doth my father love me. Listen again. When you when you read your Bible and you hear things being said, sometimes I think it's good to really Because I've done this, you read a verse and you just kind of give it a cursory glance, go past it. But think about put yourself in the in the shoes of the people here. Therefore, doth my father love me because I lay down my life. That I might take it again. The Lord Jesus Christ is, is telling these people, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again. What manner of man is this a hundred percent man, a hundred percent God? No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Now you gotta understand this is heavy he and when he moves on further, the people are going to ask a question. He is, he is being very precise, very concise, and letting them know who he is. Uh, let's get back to that verse eighteen. Let's read that again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. If your argument is that the Lord Jesus Christ is not God, you got to explain this. God gives life, God takes life. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father, establishing his deity and the unity of God. There was a division, therefore, again amongst the Jews for these sayings. Right? So they're divided. Like, what's going on? Many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Some are saying, This dude is crazy. I don't even know why you're listening. Others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? There's people there who believe and who understand. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is not the, the, the words of somebody that has a devil. This is like, can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Like that doesn't even make sense. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter. There's some significance there. Not going to feign to you that I understand the significance, because as I said, I need to do some more studying into the feasts and the different significances of what different things mean. Verse 23. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, how long? Dost thou make us to doubt if thou be the Christ? Tell us plainly. We just heard the Lord Jesus Christ said, I'm laying down my life. I have the power to do this, and I have the power to take it again. He's letting them know he is the Christ. He's he is really saying this plainly. They just really don't want to hear. Jesus answered. Jesus answered them. I told you and ye believe not the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me. And this goes back to the division amongst the people. Some of the people saying, yo, if he had a devil, could he do these things? The blind man told them, Yo, can any man do these things unless God was with him? Like, wh- what is going on? The Lord Jesus Christ being very clear, and his works are bearing witness of him. Verse 26 But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. He told them, You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. This is why you're not understanding what I'm telling you. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life that they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And I'll end with this. There's many things in a Bible that you can see and it's and it's clear and I and I I really feel the words of the Lord Jesus Christ right here because there are things, there are some things in a Bible that are hard to be understood. Absolutely. Things that you, you can read and it's like, Ooh, this is a doozy, but there are some things that are so clear that I wonder sometimes, like, how can people not see this? And this goes back to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. There's a group and there's a belief that salvation can be gained. It can be lost. You can't retain it. That runs contrary to many verses. I mean, I, I can go verse upon verse, precept upon precept, doctrine, book. And we can do this all day long. But let's just look at this verse right here. And I give unto them eternal life. That word eternal everlasting, never ending, and they shall never, meaning at no point, perish, neither shall any, that means nothing, man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand." Now, again, so many things are established here. Listen to those two verses again. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. He's establishing the unity. And I and my father are one. Verse 31. Just in case if you didn't understand that the Jews knew exactly what he was saying, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Right now, Jesus asked this question, but he knows what's in their heart. He knows what's going on. Jesus answered them. Many good works have I showed from my father. For which of these works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying... For good work, we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because that thou being a man makest thyself God. They knew exactly what he was saying. And he didn't deny that. Notice anytime anyone said this, he did not deny it once because he's 100% man and 100% God. He knows his sheep, his sheep know his voice you ever wonder why some people will hear uh the bible taught or read a verse and a verse is really clear and it's like it just goes right over their head and and that even happens to believers sometimes so it's not i'm not i'm not saying that that only happened to those who are lost well, let's keep it real there's people who are lost that read the bible will read right past the bible truth like where's the bible say that and it's like dog you literally just read it what are you talking about the lord jesus christ throughout this whole book is being a esta- his deity is being established so clearly you can read the gospel of john and you can see this in my opinion without question y'all know what it is stay frosty people